And for some reason, I don't know, like literally I went to work the next day and my I came back after my shift and my phone was just exploding with likes. And I was like, is this what it's like <laughs> to be famous? <laughs> like, what is this? And I tried to respond to as many people as I possibly could. So thing is, when you became famous, I then leaked your nudes, but I just didn't get any attention. <laughs> That's probably a good thing. <laughs> I don't think anyone's missing out. <laughs> uh, right. I fucking realised this is the intro now, so... <laughs> what a great start to season two. Fantastic start to season two. So yeah, if you're looking for my YouTube channel, it's a uh, beverage. Just go on YouTube, you know, subscribe. We'll be coming back soon. Well, we can all dream. Is beverage back? This is gonna be like a conspiracy now. <laughs> it's gonna be videos <laughs> popping up on YouTube. Is beverage really coming back? <laughs> uh, right. George, hit that intro. Hello and welcome to season two of the Daft Wednesday podcast. I'm your host, George, and I'm joined by co-writer and fellow namesake, George. Good evening. <laughs> and I'm joined by our favourite editor, Niall. Alright. So, uh, Niall, tell us about the football. Um, it's coming back, just like Bear Ridge. <laughs> it's coming back on Saturday. Hopefully, this has come out on Saturday, and the football's already back. Well, the football is already back, to be fair. There's been a lot of friendlies. Yeah, but the actual football. I'm talking about the Premier League, George. The creme de la creme. <laughs> the only football we talk about on Daft. Yeah, no one cares about right. Scotland or France. <laughs> or Sheffield Wednesday versus Leicester. Yeah, who no cares? <laughs> yeah, so football's back. And um, we're going to be starting off season two of the Daft Wednesday podcast by predicting the Premier League exactly like we did at the start of season one. Our first ever podcast was a prediction of last season. Um, if you want to go watch that, I say watch, it's more listen. If you want to go listen to that, um, it's still on Spotify. If you want to find out how well we did... Um, you can listen to the last episode of season one and we talked about our, um, well, how well we did, uh, how accurate we were. Um, I'm not going to spoil who won. That person doesn't need their name saying, so uh, it just doesn't really matter. Um, that's old news now. Um, so I guess we should get into predicting this year's Premier League. Have I left the party? No, you haven't. <laughs> Am I on mute? Like, where was the... You just... <laughs> yeah, let's do the That's predictions. Your... George, I, I don't, I don't know. I know, it, I know it's been a while since we've done this, but, like, when I stop talking... <laughs> I was thinking you can guess from the intro that you did not win the predictions. I definitely did not. <laughs> you made it sound quite ominous. Like, we can't talk about who won it. As if something's happened to them. Yeah, as if I've gone to prison for like (laughs) some two kids. Oh yeah, that's actually really dodgy. He didn't. um, He didn't record. All right, one one of you just ask Alexa, "How are we going to do it?" And then I'll explain it. Ask Alexa. So, uh, George, how are we going to do it today? Well, I think the best way for us to do it, so that it's nice uh, and clear and succinct, is that we're going to start off with the relegation battle. So we'll do 20th, 19th, and 18th. Then we'll move on to the spots from 17th to 11th to finish out the bottom half of the table. Then we're going to do 10th to 5th. So we get sort of the Europa League spots and then those that are going to miss out on Europa League football. And then we'll uh, finish with the top four. And then um, this year, slightly different to last year, we're going to mix it up with bonus points for uh, the Golden Boot and the Player of the Year. Sounds good to me. Well, the one, the one thing we do need to decide. Obviously, last year our point system was um, based on how many positions away uh, you got. A po- you got a point, and then whoever had the lowest number 
uh, one. So I, I don't know if you want to do it. Um, if you guess the golden boot and you guess player of the year, you get minus five points. Yeah. Or do we think that's too many? Maybe do minus three. Um, I mean, we've got three. So we've got three categories. So let's say that you got. So the person who won got seventy-one points. It was seventy-one over the par in a way. Yeah. Um, and second got seventy-six. So that would put them tied if if the person who got seventy-six managed to get one. I mean, the the difference is um, with this one is you have to get it outright. So if the person you say doesn't win it and they finish second, one goal behind, are we saying? They just get no minus points. <laughs> um, I think so. So surely there should be a bigger reward for sticking your yeah, neck okay. out. Okay, yeah. Yeah, at least minus five then, yeah. All right. Uh, we're doing Golden Boot, Player of the Year, and Young Player of the Year as well? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that sounds good to me. Um, so we'll start with that bottom three then, that relegation battle. Um, I'll start with you, Nar. Who do you think are going to be the bottom three teams in the league this season? Well, apparently, uh, I'm a bit sort of new to football, but apparently it's quite a normal season when a couple of the teams that go up go back down again. That is what usually happens. So I've got two, two of those teams and one other team. Um, I don't really know the order here, but the order I'm going to go with is in last place I put Fulham, and just above them West Brom, and also going down Crystal Palace. Oh my god! Funnily enough, I've done almost the exact same thing, except I've put West Brom and Fulham the other way around, but I have those three (laughs) teams. I've also got those three mm-hmm. teams. <laughs> no. <laughs> and I've gone Fulham, Palace, West Brom. Okay, so you've got so those you've got teams. the same three, different orders. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What the fucking odds? Oh, well, I'm glad to see that we're all on the, the same wavelength. That's probably worrying for you too. I, I, I can't uh, believe that's just happened oh. though. Like, we can assure <laughs> the audience, like, there's been no planning behind this, nothing's been mentioned. Behind the scenes. This is the first we've heard of this. The only person's predictions I've seen is Reese's, and he's changed them since then. So, um, I haven't sent mine to Reese, so literally nobody else has... Uh, yeah, there's no, there's been no crossing of information. Well, shit. Well, what's everyone's reasons for those teams? I mean... Um, yeah, go on now. Crystal Palace... Doesn't seem very good to me. And uh, I don't really like their kit, so I'd be happy if they went down. And <laughs> um, out of the three that are going up, unfortunately, I think Leeds will stay up. So, I mean, that's great for Leeds fans. And probably good for me because I could go watch them. But um, not in a Sheffield Wednesday kit. Why have you gone for those three, George? Um, well, I think, like, Fulham are, like, it's proper yo-yo club. Like, one season yeah. they'll do, they'll come up, come back down. They've done okay business. Like, I think Robinson's a good deal. They brought in Ariola from PSG. He's quite good on Madrid. Weirdly, I don't think that's actually a, a big thing for them, because Rodak did really well for them last year. So it's such a, a weird signing, a, yeah. a goalkeeper, when they it's have also, such weaker positions. It's also, they, they've... Confirmed the deals of Knockhart and Reed on permanence and brought okay. Lamina from Southampton, but they've not sold anyone either, which is, I guess is all right. Um, Palace, as is an amazing transfer for them. Yeah. But equally, they're going to lose R this year. You think he's gone? About what apparently he sold Ancelotti, he wants to go. Not Ancelotti. He's, he sold uh, Hodgson, he wants to leave to go to Ancelotti at Everton. Okay. I mean, I think even if he stays, they're in trouble because really they've only got Zaha, um, Eze, and then um, maybe Schlup. Yeah. Schlup. Um, and in West Brom, 
I'm, I'm fucking fuming about the Diane Garner thing, and I'm hoping they go down. Even though I'd want Village <laughs> to stay up, I'm just hoping they go down. But they have got quite a good team. They haven't really signed anyone else, though. Yeah, it's, it's, they brought Pereira and Diane Garner back from their loans on permanence. And they brought uh, Kip Prey from Wigan and David Button. Mm-hmm. But I think that's... St- I don't think they got a good enough striker to stay up, which is like no, I didn't such an either. important thing. What about you, George? Why did you choose him? They're pretty much the same reasons as 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 you. Like I don't think Fulham and West Brom. I mean, obviously, the downside to doing it now is that the transfer window hasn't closed. So in theory, Fulham and West Brom could go out and spend a hundred mil next week, and then they could have the best team in the league. Um, that's very unlikely. So given like their business so far i can't see them making too many signings um yeah i just don't think they're going to be strong enough to stay up as much as i I love seeing new teams come up and then stay in the premier league i I can't see it happening and then the the same for with palace is that i just don't think they have enough good players to stay up they were very close to going down last year um and yeah i just I, i think a lot of the teams that were around them have um, improve slightly. It's also like it's, it's unfortunate because I want to see Scott Parker and Bellich do well, but I just don't think they have the quality to stay up in their teams. I I really like Scott Parker as a as a player and as a as a manager, and uh, yeah, Bellich is. Um, I, was, uh, I thought it actually was a really good pundit, so it's it would be nice to see him do well as well. But uh, yeah, I personally um with you two, I I think they're un- unfortunately going to go back down. Well, I'm I'm glad we all agree on something <laughs> for a change. This is this is new territory. Um, I guess we should then see who's going um, from seventeenth to eleventh. Uh, okay. Um, in seventeenth, I've got Aston Villa. Okay. Okay. And just above them, I think same as last year, West Ham. Sorry, George. <laughs> Oh god, he's silent. No, 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 that's okay. No. <laughs> okay, I just don't know if they've done enough to to change their position at all. But I don't think they'd go down. Um, and I don't think they're as bad as Aston Villa, but it's pretty similar. Um, and then fifteenth I've got Brighton. Uh, Leeds I've put in fourteenth. I think they'll do fairly well, but you know, fourteenth isn't that great. Again, um, sorry, Carl. I don't know, sixteenth. <laughs> um, and then the other three I have in the to- in the bottom half are Newcastle, Burnley, and Sheffield United in eleventh. Interesting. Cool. That is the they're the same teams as me, but I've got them in a slightly different order. Go on, then. what's your order? So I've actually got West Ham seventeenth. Um, I I mean last year. Um, you managed to dupe us into thinking that West Ham were going to finish higher than they actually did, George. I want to see the club manage to dupe everyone into thinking that. Yeah. So I think I think they ended up in my top ten last year, whereas now they're I I, I they're not bad enough to go down. That's the that's the one positive. They I but I, I do think it will be close. The difference is I feel like West Ham are more likely to win random games and score three points, but. I think they also haven't as improved as much as some of the other teams that finished around them. I've actually got Brighton 16th. Um, my reason behind that is because uh, Moy's gone to China and they haven't replaced him yet. So unless they replace him, that's a big part of their team gone. They brought Adam Lallana. It's not It's not quite the, the same though, is it? Yeah, I get what you mean. Though. And then I've got Villa 15th. It's very much reliant on if they keep Grealish to stay up. They've just bought in Ollie Watkins for ridiculous money. Uh, 28 million plus five pounds, uh, five million pounds. <laughs> um, I think five pounds extra bonuses would be a steal, but uh, no, there's a few extra zeros after that. Um, they get with Fredo as well. <laughs> yeah, just, just for fun. Um, yeah, I think they'll be good enough to stay around that area. Um and then I've got Burnley 14th. They've sold quite a few players and they look like a few others could be out the door as well. 
Um, Dwight McNeil's the big one, I think. Yeah, he looks like he could be going to Leicester. If he goes, then their midfield is, you know, in trouble. But I don't think, again, they're bad enough to go down. So I think they're just going to be around there. Um, I went with Newcastle in 13th because they've made some really big signings, especially over the last few days. Callum Wilson and Ryan Fraser are good signings for them. And uh, they also signed a centre-back whose name now escapes me. Um, but, yeah, I think... 13th is probably around where they'll finish. Um, I've then actually got Leeds up in 12th because they've made some pretty big signings. Rodrigo from... Um, where did he come from? Was it Valencia? Valencia. It was Valencia, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. He didn't. Ha- he hasn't come off the back of the best season in the world, but he's had a lot of really good seasons in the past, so he's got a lot of potential. Um, so if he hits the ground running in the Premier League, they'll be fine. Um they were looking at also getting Ryan Kent from Rangers. FIFA fans, you'll know the pain of playing against Ryan Kent. Um, but I don't think that deal is going to go through. Nevertheless, they've still got um, a nice squad to start off with. And then I went Sheffield when uh, not Sheffield Wednesday. Sheffield United. <laughs> I, wish. I wish. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, if only they'd come up. Um, yeah, no, Sheffield United in 11th. I think the problem they'll have this year is a lot of teams will know how they play, um, which is why I don't think they'll be able to get into that top 10. But I think they're still going to be a really strong team. So I'll put them in 11th. I've actually also gone for all of the same teams except for one of them. Mm-hmm. As you guys. Oh. George, uh, this, who would have thought? Like after last year, with like such random predictions all over the park, who would have thought? <laughs> um, I've actually also gone for West Ham in seventeenth, oh, and that's okay. me being very optimistic. <laughs> I think we'll go down, but I can't put it going down because I don't want to put out uh, in my list. But I, I, I honestly, very seriously think West Ham will go down this year. The board are an absolute fucking shambles. Um, we've not improved in the slightest. The only players we've signed, the only player we've signed is Suchek, who we had already, so that doesn't count. We've lost our best young prospect in Dian Garner for only twenty oh, yeah, mil. That's a big loss. Which is yeah, massive loss, especially to the team I put in eighteenth. <laughs> um, we've sold uh, a Yeti and Hugel as well, so we only have one out-and-out striker in the team who's Alaire. Um, Anderson shit, Lanzini shit. Uh, none of our fullbacks can defend except for Johnson. So if he gets injured, we're screwed. Um, so we're supposed to be signing Tarkowski, maybe. So I guess that's a bonus. That would be a fantastic signing for you guys. Yeah, it's, it's a shame that it's not a fullback because we need fullbacks. Um, there's a lot of talk that Moyes might walk before the first game. Um, so you might have actually already walked by the time this comes out. <laughs> Uh, apparently, there's been a, like a big civil war between the owners and the players after the Dian Garner sell, with like Noble's tweet coming out and a lot of the players responding because of the tweet. I, I, I think we'll be lucky to stay up. Um, in sixteenth, okay. <laughs> I've gone the other one of the other claret and blue teams, which is Villa. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I rate Watkins and Cash as signings. Um, they've not sold anyone either yet. Well, anyone of note, yeah, so that's good for them. But I think Dean Smith is a championship quality manager. And <laughs> I think even with Grealish, they don't have enough to push much further with a manager of that quality. Uh, I've gone for Brighton in 15th, mm-hmm. which I wasn't, I wasn't too sure. I wanted to put them higher, actually, because I, I really like Potter. And I like some of the business they've done in bringing in Veltman and Lalana. Um of course they brought in Lamptey as well in um January, who I think will be a very crucial signing this year. But then also they've they've lost Moy, they've lost Glenn Murray, they've lost Shane Duffy, which is you know, like three decent players they've lost. So I think they have the potential to do better, but they could also do worse. If you get my drift. Yeah. Well, so far, we've had the same three teams there, um, just in a slightly different order. So I'm completely like on the same level as you. Yeah. I've then gone for Newcastle in 14th. Okay. Wilson, Hendrick, Fraser and Lewis is really good business. 
Oh, but, Lewis, that's who I can remember. Yeah, but but it's the same thing as with Dean Smith. I don't think... Um, who the fuck... Oh, Steve Bruce. I don't <laughs> yeah. think Steve Bruce is a Premier League quality manager. I don't think he's the right guy to take a team with the quality they have into the top 10. He's all right. If they still have Benitez, they would be pushing top 10. Yeah, and and it's a proper like Newcastle thing with a team like that to finish outside the top 10. Yeah. I've gone for Leeds in 13th. Okay. I think the signs of Rodrigo and Cog could be quite good. Mm-hmm. I think I think they overpaid massively for Rodrigo. Oh yeah, big time. I've seen a lot of claims they'll finish in the top 10, which, pff, no chance. They won't no. finish in the top 10. Like, Bielsa's good and they play good football, but I think they'll be in for a shock when they come up. Um, Sheffield United in 12th. They've done, they've actually done some really good business. Ramsdale is the perfect replacement for Henderson. Yep. They've brought in two new fullbacks in Bogle and Lowe, who were two of the best fullbacks in the championship. And Ampadu as well, on loan. You know, they've they brought in some That's good young people. players. Yeah. That That's four young players. Hang on a minute. Have you got Burnley in the top 10? Yes, because I've got Southampton 11th. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. Um, you put you putting them there doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I really like Burnley. Like Southampton, I think Southampton could get into the top ten. I think it's very possible they could. But I think the other teams I put in the top ten just have that extra quality in various ways. Mm-hmm. But I think if Ings has another good season, that that's a, that's also a part of it. I don't I don't know if Ings will have the same season he did this year. But if he does, I, I mean, think they could easily get top 10, maybe even top 7. So, for me, I've actually put Southampton in 10th. And that's because I think, because they've got Danny Ying still, they've also bought in um, that centre-back from uh, Villarreal. Sleesu. and Yeah, that's his name. And they also signed Carl Walker-Peters on a permanent. And whilst he's not good enough to play at um, Tottenham, um, he's definitely good enough to play in the Premier League still. So it's a good signing for them. Obviously, they lost Hoybier to um, to Tottenham, and that's a big loss. So they do need to sign um, another defensive midfielder. But um, if they do that, I think they'll be they'll be fine for top ten. I've put them higher than tenth. Have you actually? Mm-hmm. But we'll get to that. I'm pretty sure in the second half of the season they were up there, like in the top five, flag form. Yeah, they were pretty good in terms of form. They they also picked up points against some of the bigger teams. So, yeah, so yeah, I've got I've got I've got Southampton tenth. I then have um, Everton ninth. Obviously, they've made three really big signings in the last few days in um, Hamas Rodriguez, uh, Decore, and um, Allen from Napoli. I think they're all really good signings. Allen definitely worked very hard in the Napoli midfield. Obviously, he's thirty though, so that's a. Uh, um, how how good is he going to be, and how long will he be that good? Same thing with Rodriguez. If that if they'd have signed him a couple of years ago, that'd have been an absolute steal. But we had this conversation in the group chat the other day. He's only had two good seasons, really. I mean, he had the World Cup where he got the golden boot. And then he had the season at um, Madrid and he had his first season at Bayern Munich. And the rest of the time he's sort of just been okay. I think it's like eight or nine contributions in more than 20 games. That's not that's not good for a creative midfielder. I think he's... I mean, I express my opinions in the group chat. I do think he's a little bit overrated. It's just a lot of money for a player that... I mean, if, if he hits the ground running... Um, and if he plays well for Everton, then that would be fantastic for them. And they'll definitely, maybe they've definitely got a chance of getting seventh. Like, the, the problem is, I can see him doing like a Sigurdsson, Felipe Anderson, but like he has a really good first season for the club. And then after yeah. that, he drops off. Yeah. I've, um, above Everton then, I've put, um, I put Leicester. Because um, they've still got Vardy, but they haven't really made any signings. In fact, I don't think they've signed anyone yet. Um, their team is very strong as a foundation, but obviously there's always room to improve. And when everyone else around you is signing people, 
then you definitely need to push on and start signing some people. So I've put them in eighth, and then I've put Wolves in seventh. Um, because I just think they're sort of Wolves are just in that gap where they're sort of slightly better than everyone else, but they're not quite making it a top seven for the Premier League. They're they're yeah. really close. It's it's within touching distance, but they're not quite um, they're not quite there yet. But they've made some really good signings, especially the um, the young Portuguese striker um, that they signed. Is it is it is it Fabio Silva? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that he could be really promising for the future. So Wolves look good to me. Um, and then I said we're doing top to fifth, didn't I? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the next, um, I'm up to, to this next team will be sick. And I actually really did struggle with sixth, fifth and fourth. You'll find out who I've put in fourth in a minute. Um, I wonder to regular listeners if you'll be surprised. <laughs> um, I put Arsenal in sixth. Doesn't surprise me. Because they had an awful season in the league. But then obviously they won the FA Cup. So I guess from an Arsenal point of view, that's actually a really good season. Uh, but just in the league, they were awful and they were always sort of mid-table mm-hmm. and they never really got out of that. And whilst Arteta definitely improved them, they never really, they still never got into that sort of European battle. So, Yeah, uh, I predicted them 10th last year and I wasn't actually that far off. Yeah, that's that's the scary thing. So I could definitely see... I mean, Arteta said he wants them to win the Champions League within the next three years. So that would mean he'd have to focus on the league because that's the only way he's going to get in. But I think he's more likely to start worrying about that next season and he'll probably go for cups this year. So I've got them sixth and I've got Man United fifth um, because I think they're a very strong team as they are, especially with the youth coming through. And I've just signed Donny van der Beek as well, which is a bit of a weird signing because he sort of plays the same position as Bruno Fernandes, but he can play further back. But he's a, a quality player for Ajax, a massive like improvement to any team. So um, yeah, I I mean, they could, they could quite easily be top four, but I have reasons that I'll explain in a minute for why my top four is what they are. Mm. Okay. Well, I've been pretty similar for quite a few of those in your okay. 10th to 5th. Um, I actually put Everton 10th. Okay. Um, I think that they're actually going to have to try <laughs> to get in the top half of the table. Okay. Um, their new signings look quite exciting. Um to me, anyway. I haven't seen many signings in my time. Um, <laughs> and, um, but, as you say, they're all a bit old. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you had a look at the, the top goal scorers this year, they're all like 27, 28, 29, 30. But these are just slightly older than that, and it's, I don't know. I just, I don't want to get my hopes up because Everton's one of those teams that, like, obviously I support Sheffield Wednesday, but then I want to see Everton do well. Yeah. I'm sure you guys have those teams. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, I want to see them do well, but I'm not getting my hopes up too much. I'm putting them 10th. Uh, above them, I've got Southampton, which you guys might think is quite high, ninth, but from what I've seen of them, they're all right. It's only one position above <laughs> where I put them. You've just switched yeah. to Everton and Southampton, so I so I can mm-hmm. see why you'd do that. Um, the bit that sort of amazed me was that we've got Leicester in the same position of eighth. Okay. And along with that, we've got Wolves and Arsenal seventh and sixth. Interesting. Okay. The only difference in your estimation and mine is that I put Spurs fifth. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> now, last year I put them second. <laughs> they disappointed me. <laughs> disappointed me too. Don't worry. Uh, this year, I'm sure they'll do fine. But in working out all of this, I had a look at like some odds and stuff for the top four, and the odds for the top four was a massive difference between the teams that I've got in the top four and the next lot of teams. And I think I agree that Spurs just won't quite make it. That's fair. Depends. A lot of stuff is riding on Harry Kane getting injured as well. I, I can quite easily see 
well, I mean, you can guess our top four, or we can guess our top fours from the teams haven't been named. But I can quite easily see those top five teams being in almost any order. Um, mm. Well, I say the top five. I mean, I can see some of the teams being in almost any order. I, I Tottenham could quite easily be any side of the line, is what I'm trying to say. So, mm-hmm. it's. I don't think... <laughs> I mean, I... The reason I've put them higher is because I can't go against them. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, if I was thinking in my head, I'd probably put them in fifth, but I'm not going to do that because I'm hopeful. Um, well, I'm glad you didn't because otherwise this scoring system is going to be a bit boring when it comes to us. <laughs> yeah, it would be, wouldn't it? Well, let's see how um, accurately George has put them to ours. Um, I mean, for this is a bit controversial for my 10th place one. I've got Wolverhampton Wanderers in 10th. Oh, oh my god. He's mixing it up. I think... so. They, they Obviously they came up a couple of years ago. They've got 7th two years in a row. And I think this year will be a summer of change for them. So obviously they've already lost Doherty who is one of their most important creative providers in the team yep. to uh, Tottenham Hotspur. And I think Jimenez could go. At some point, there's talks of Traore going to Juventus, possibly, and I think is for them to have achieved seventh two years in a row, absolutely incredible. But I think they'll have a season this year where they just don't quite get to that level, and then that'll provide them the motivation the year after to go all out and maybe push for a top six spot. Um, I think Fabio Silva's a good signing as well. And I think Marcel from Lyon looks decent as well. But it's just losing too many people, I think, this year. I've then got Burnley in ninth. Uh, everyone who watches Burnley, yeah, they know they play boring football. Makes you fall asleep. But <laughs> it's effective. I think Sean Dyche is one of the best managers in the league. They've not bought anyone yet but they've only so far lost Aaron Lennon and Jeff Hendricks of real note but obviously Tarkowski or McNeil could go but I think Daesh will put them over the line get them into ninth because you know since for the last couple of seasons they have been pushing that sort of top 10 every year and just getting into it I think it'll be the same this year and then maybe Daesh might move on the year after this is a bit uh, interesting, but I've got Everton eighth. Um, okay. Considering you know, I don't. I think you guys like Everton a bit more than me, and I did um, have a lot to say about their transfer policy this window. But I think they'll get eighth. I don't think they'll get Europe, European football at all. But I think they'll get eighth. Um, I think Alan Rodriguez will be. I think they'll have a good first year at the club, but then drop off. And I think Decore could be a good signing, but after watching Watford after the restart, I don't mean to do that. I don't mean to do that well because Everton's a proper team where like they've got very good players until they're not performing well, and as soon as they stop performing well, the players are just down tools. Like we saw at the start of last season, where you know they were in the relegation zone until Ancelotti came in. Yeah, their players aren't the greatest unless. They are playing well, if you know what I mean. I mean, they do have quite a strong team as it is. Like Richarlison and Calvert-Lewin up top, is like they scored quite a lot of goals for them. But it's just like it's the sort of team where, if they're doing well and they're like they're getting results, they play better because the confidence. But as soon as they start getting yeah. a few bad results, they drop off. But I think Ancelotti has that edge to maybe get him an eighth place this year. Uh seventh I've gone for Leicester. Who I think I think they'll get Europa League football this year again, but I don't think they'll have anywhere near as good of a season as last year. Especially when you consider their form post restart, where they were awful the whole time. Even post Christmas they've been awful. Uh, I think Castagna is a good replacement for Chilwell. Actually. And uh <laughs> this is where it gets interesting again. I have Tottenham Hotspur in sixth. Okay. Oh, shit. 
But I think, I think Doherty's a good sign. I think Hoiberg's a good signing. And I think if you have a fully fit Harry Kane, they could push for fourth. But I think... I'd... Do you think Doherty's going to help Arsenal get above him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to score a few own goals here and there. But I think, like... I don't know. Like I think Spurs are... I think any one of these teams in sixth, fifth and fourth could get fourth. It just depends on mm. like, the right combination of things happening to get them there. And I think, I think even if Spurs don't finish top four, or even if they do finish top four, I think regardless they're going to win a trophy this year. I think with Mourinho there, they'll win an FA Cup or maybe even the uh, Europa League this season. That is an exciting prospect. I think they're much more likely to win um, a cup than they are to get top four in the league. Yeah. Having so think... said that, Mourinho will want to win as many games as possible. So he's not going to just disregard the league completely. I think that he will know, because like, it was the same with his time at United, to a degree. I think he knows that you can cover up not doing too well in the league by winning a cup, especially with a cup like Spurs that haven't won a trophy since 2008. If yeah. he wins an FA Cup, you guys will be over the moon, even if you finished 10th. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, we'd still want to finish above Arsenal. That's the big... Yeah. It's sort of the other ones doesn't matter so much, but as long as um, Tottenham finish above Arsenal, then yeah, it's just those bragging rights, isn't it? Um, mm. Yeah, and for fifth, I've got Manchester United in fifth. Okay, I think I think Van der Beek is a he's a good signing in theory, but when you consider him, Pogba, and Bruno all play kind of similar roles, it just seems like a bit of a, an odd decision to make. When realistically they needed a bit more of a better defensive midfielder, um, but he might turn out to be decent. I, 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 no, I think either way it will turn out to be good. I just think it leaves quite an unbalanced midfield if you start all three of them. Mm-hmm. Also, if they sign Sancho, then they'll be more likely to get top four. They, they won't get Sancho. I don't think they will either. I I can't see that happening this year. It's almost confirmed by Dortmund themselves that he's he's not leaving just yet. So yeah. So you've got Arsenal in the top four then? Yeah. Presumably based on their performance right at the end of the year. That, and I think Arteta is quite a good manager. And I think they've done some quite good signings this window so far. I mean, obviously this campaign is starting very close to the end of the last one. So form is still going to be... It's probably going to be more relevant than it ever has been um, in terms of how well they did last year. As well as that... We've got this um, new way of looking at stats, which is just about this year. Obviously, every year you can look at form, but this year you've literally got the restart since the coronavirus. And, yeah. Um, so it's like this whole new... It's like you could look at the table completely differently. Yeah. It's almost That's like you've got two I've separate tables. Yeah. It does, it does mean that effectively... Um, yeah, you can just look at form for the second half of the season. And certain teams, I mean, if you just look at the second half of the season, teams like Tottenham and Arsenal definitely performed much, much higher than they did in that first half. So you'd expect them to finish higher than where they did this this year. And other teams like Sheffield United and Leicester, who started off really well, weren't as good, which is probably why we haven't put them as high as they finished. that makes sense? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, so I I have a feeling that our top three clubs are all going to be the same. So, yeah. Nal, who did you put in fourth? Well, unfortunately, what you just said will be wrong because I put Chelsea fourth. Oh, well, oh my okay, God. <laughs> so, essentially, Chelsea, you know, pretty good. Yeah. You, you'll agree. They've made a lot of signings haven't they because they've had such a um they've had years of not buying people just bought loads of people am i am i right in this i haven't yeah, actually yeah. looked at this myself well like last season they didn't buy anyone um for two transfer and they had windows, like so. uh, they had almost like 200 mil from hazard and Morata just sat there yeah so obviously my my entire system the first year we did predictions last year was um 
to do with spending. So they'll you'll see them do quite well in that. Um, but the thing about spending lots of money is that you change your team a lot. And yeah, um, I just I, I can't be sure that they'll get in the top three. And there's something about Man United that I just think really fucking good at the moment and it might be literally just swayed by the the number of goals that they've got from penalties Mm -hmm. I I might just that might have um, factored in somewhere in my predictions but uh, I think I just like a lot of their players I I know a lot more about them than I do about Chelsea this is a hard take but I think Solskjaer will be out of a job before the end of the year really? yeah I mean, if he doesn't start, like, winning stuff, maybe. But he is playing a very similar style to Alex Ferguson, and that's what Man United fans want and like. So, I mean, I don't know. He's, he's bringing in uh, through a lot of the youngsters as well. He's giving them opportunities. Uh, I think they have got a, a fairly strong team. Um, I mean, I've put them fifth. So, I mean, they could definitely get top four, but... Yeah, I think I think it's possible, but like, I don't know. I feel I feel like they're more in a fortune position when they have good players. Then like the coach being a massive influence. Because mm-hmm. if they hadn't scored all the penalties they had last year, they would not have got top four. No. So now you've put them third. Who are you putting uh-huh. second, and who are you going to crown as your Premier League champions? I've put Liverpool second. Okay. Yeah, they were pretty good. I think they dropped off at the end quite a lot, but also um, that could just be because they'd already won at that point. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think that was about. I think it's just because they won it. I just think that Man City will prove to be better this year. I don't know what went wrong. I think they just started badly. They lacked at centre back. Um, I mean, I so I'll, I'll reveal my top four. Um, so I've gone Tottenham in fourth because I couldn't back them. I, I couldn't not back them, and they've made key signings in key areas. If they sign another left back and they sign a, a, another striker, then I definitely think there's a chance for us to get um, top four. We are being linked with people, so I pray to the football gods that it goes through. Um, I agree with your comments about Chelsea. They've signed an awful lot of players, some really, really world-class players. It will mess up the squad, and I think they will struggle in the first half of the the season. But after they've played together for a little while, I think um, it can only be good for them. And I feel like next season, they've definitely got a chance to push for the title. And then my top two is exactly the same. Um, I think Liverpool have a phenomenal team and they haven't signed anyone of any real note. I mean, they signed um, the guy from Olympiacos, the left-back. What's his name? Kostam... Simakas. Some of that. Simakas. Yeah. Yeah. Here, the the Greek guy. Who was the guy that uh, the Spurs ball boy... uh, be in the Olympiacos game. He just he switched off and we scored that goal from it. I didn't realise that. Yeah, it's the same the same guy that yeah. So I mean, if you want to see that, you can watch the uh, Spurs All or Nothing documentary on uh, Amazon Prime. It's pretty good. We're not, sponsored, not sponsored by I Amazon. Wish. I wish I was. <laughs> oh, we wish we were as well. They uh, the amount of money. Um yeah, I, I mean, City have signed Ake, so that's centre-back already sorted. They're looking at um, uh, Koulibaly as well. If they get him, then they are set. They sold um, Sane to Munich, um, but they've bought in Ferran Torres, who looked fantastic uh, for Valencia last season. So they're pretty much set. They've improved in all the areas that they needed. Um, and the... The problem that they had last season was that they were playing Fernandinho at centre-back. He's not a centre-back. He needs to play in central uh, defensive midfield and control the game from there. So, 
Yeah, I, I think it, it, they're going to win it as well. That's interesting, because I've gone for a slightly different take on my top four. Okay, I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> um, so, obviously, I put Arsenal on fourth. Um, yeah. They were already quite good towards in the season, especially in an attacking sense, with Aubameyang, Pepe. Um, fuck, who's the other Arsenal attackers? <laughs> um, Lacazette? Yeah, Lacazette. Ozil. Uh, Saka. I think... Yeah. I think they were quite good already attacking wise, and then this season they've they've also obviously brought in Gabriel, who looks like he's going to be a class defender, and yeah, they got Saliba coming back from loan, who also looks very good, and not only have they improved the uh, back line, but they've also signed William, so like they've also improved on the attack, and they've also got like Cedric coming back on a permanent. Pablo Mari coming back on the permanent and Ceballos coming back on loan. I think I think they'll have just enough to get into the top four this year. Because um, that's what they needed was to just improve their uh, back line, really. I mean, it's a very young and untested back line. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Could they have done with a more experienced defender? Yeah. But... I got David Louise. Yeah, true. And he got uh, Mustafi still. Yes, this is, yeah. Mustafi did well under Anteta, so. Uh, this is also where I've mixed things up a little bit. And I've gone for Man City in third. See, that's interesting. Holy shit. I think, I think whilst Torres and Ake are good signings, I think Torres is a little bit unproven. Um, he could probably turn out to be a phenomenal signing going on. But I think with his first year, I don't know. I've, I've, there's so many that I feel like City just won't have the quality that Chelsea and Liverpool have this year. Mm-hmm. And like, so obviously, 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 I put Chelsea in second. I think you got you're bringing in Werner and Havertz who already played with each other for the German national team. Yeah, you got Ziyech who I think a little bit of a risk because he's he's come from the Dutch league. But he has been one of the best creative players in the uh, in Europe for the past couple of seasons. Yeah. Thiago, Thiago Silva on a free is a good defender. Better than any of the ones they currently have at the club. And I think Chilwell is a massive improvement at left back as well. I mean, I think there's better left backs for that sort of money. But oh, yeah, absolutely. He's, but he's a good left back. There's no denying that. Yeah. Have they ever paid? Probably, yeah. But you overpay for English players anyway. And I think with his age, you got him there for a few years. Um, and the only players they've really lost of significance is Willian and Pedro, who yeah. are both aging wingers. So I, I think they'll have. I think they've made enough to push for second this year, and maybe win the league in a year or two. So this means that you think Liverpool are going to win it again? Yeah, I think they win it. So no trophies, uh, no for well, no league win for thirty years. Do you think they're going to do the back to back? Yeah, I think it's just typical, isn't it? You wait that long for one, you get two. <laughs> well, they did um, already. They got the Champions League and then the league. So I guess I don't know. I feel like there's still quite a good. There's still like the feel good factor at the yeah. club, and I think they had a squad good enough where they didn't really need. Too many improvements. I mean, they could have, if, if they they still could sign Thiago from Bayern, and I think other than that, they don't really need anything else to win the title again. Um, well, I I definitely think it'll be close between City and Liverpool. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be closer this year than it was last year. I think it'll be closer with the whole top four. Yeah. You think it'll be closer this year, but Chelsea will still slip in between them. Yeah. Okay. I I think a lot of it depends on how well, say Werner, Havertz, Ziyech do this year. Because if Werner comes in, he scores 15, 20 goals. And then Havertz also scores 10, 15 goals. And Ziyech also scores about 10 goals. That's that's probably good enough to get him in second. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, and I think like they've only lost Lovren and Alano as well of significance. So I think they're in a good position to um win the title again. All right. Well, Shall we move on to the bonus points? Can I just say at this stage, obviously, um, bonus points aside, Collard, you're either going to win or lose this. Yeah, no. Yeah. You're taking a gamble. Um, as for George and I, we're, you know, we'll probably be within a few points of each other. Yeah. It just depends who's more accurate, but we've got the same um, bottom half and top half. And this, you know, I mean, the other sections we've had pretty much the same. I've, I think the Burnley thing could be a massive call if it turns out to go well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But your, your Wolves thing as well, do you need to. That's a, more of a gamble. That's three places. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so for me and Niall, it's the, the bonus points that could be the real the real game changer. I'm interested to. That's what I'm, I'm worried about, mine. Who did you give the golden boot to? Um, okay, so as of this point, I still have three players written down. <laughs> okay, now you might think this is a bit strange, but I'd like to give it to Harry Kane. I don't mean that's but, strange. But he's he's playing so much football this year, and he's had so many seasons where he's been out for like three or four months with injury. But I just can't see him not repeating one of his injuries. You saw that article from the um, Athletic where they had all of his games. It was like 52 games between now and... Um, is it the Euros that we play last? No, it's the Nation League. Where he's got to play... In theory, he's got to play, he's got to play all the games of the Premier League. Uh, Mourinho's going to go for the FA Cup and the League Cup, so he's got to play those. All the games in the Europa League... And he's got the games for England in which he's captain. So he will play, even if he only plays 70 minutes, he will still play a majority of those games. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. So this month he's got nine games. Which is Yeah. Was well, it's like I said to um, me and Rita talking about it the other day with his whole Aubameyang debate. And I was saying to him, like, he asked me, who do I back more to get the golden boot, Aubameyang or Kane? I said to him, like, I'd back a Bamiyang, but that's just literally because of Kane's injuries. I think if Kane had an injury-free season, he would absolutely like wipe the floor with a golden boot. The 2017 season, where he was injury-free. Well, I say season, it was a calendar year, and he outscored Messi and Ronaldo in Europe. Bearing in mind that the Premier League is considered a harder league to play in as well. He outscored them. He was the top scorer in the, the, the league. He scored more goals in a calendar year than anybody else. He broke Alan Shearer's record, got more hat-tricks in a calendar year. I think it was seven than anyone else. So, Honestly, if he wasn't English, he'd be higher rated. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Or, unfortunately, as, as, as bad as it sounds, if he didn't have a speech impediment, people would take the piss a lot less. Yeah, true. It's just a really easy thing for people to uh, grip onto. Which you think wouldn't be much of a factor in football, but... Yeah. You'd, you would think no, but then also I guess because he's the captain of England and then he also... Uh, Loris was obviously injured a lot last year, so he captained Tottenham a lot. So there's a lot of... You have to do a lot of motivational speaking as a captain. So I guess it is relevant in terms... Uh, well, speaking itself is relevant. The fact that there's an impediment is just shouldn't matter. But, you know... Well, um, so obviously the, the Kane Abamyang debate is quite big in our chats because of how much Reese loves Abamyang and how yeah, much so you love Kane. And um, yeah, so there's a big, big debate between those two. Um, so obviously I've got Abamyang as one of these three that I've got written down. I will choose one, don't worry. But the other one I've got is a Man City player. Because, lest we forget, they had the most goals this season. Is it Sterling? I've written down Sterling. Correct. Interesting. But the thing is, the Man City opportunities for goals are limited for the individual players. Because they've got so much squad depth and they just keep rotating them. And they've got decent strikers that they just share out their goals. So, like, 
they've got the most goals, but Sterling and Aguero aren't in the top. Hang on, I can't remember how many it was for goal for um, goal scorers. Too bad Aguero got injured. Sterling's fourth. Sterling's fourth with twenty, and that's quite close to Vardy twenty three. Obviously, it all gets a bit close in the top uh, few. He- Kane's really low down with 18, but he was off for, like, nearly three months, right? Yeah, he played seven so. less games than Aubameyang, for example. Sterling was also, I'm pretty sure, the highest scoring Englishman last season. He might have been the highest scoring player in all competitions in England last year. That's Sterling? Yeah. Is Jamie Vardy not an Englishman? Yeah, but this is all competitions. All right. Oh, yeah, okay, of course. Sterling's one of those ones where, because I think Man City will win, I think he'll get more opportunities than, say, an Arsenal player whose team wasn't so good, but now might be. So those three is just it's quite an agonising choice. Obviously, there's other players like Danny Ings, but like you said, I don't think he'll do quite as well. I think the difference as well is with someone like Kane, the whole team goes for him, whereas someone like City. It goes through, like, three or four individuals. Mm-hmm. So, I think for that reason, I'm going to rule out Sterling, despite it being a, a, good, a decent candidate for it. So, it's really Kane or Aubameyang. Do you guys want to give yours while I make my decision? Mine's Harry Kane. No, <laughs> I, I, I mean, if he doesn't get injured, it is kind of reliant on Tottenham buying a backup well, I say backup, just another striker. If they do, then he's a lot less likely to get injured. Um, and therefore, I think he's a, a lot more likely to just score goals. If he's if he's playing fit and he doesn't have to have breaks, then he will outscore everybody in the league. That's my opinion, obviously. Um, uh, you, you're welcome to argue your own point. But yeah, I'm, I'm going with Harry Kane. I've gone for Raheem Sterling. Oh, okay. He's like I said, he's fucking phenomenal. Like you watch him play, he's <laughs> so good. And he's he's only twenty five. He's still not even at his peak in terms of like football footballing years. Um, I think in terms of English players, like we we've had we had this conversation ages ago. I don't know if you guys remember. We talked about world class players, and yeah. personally, in terms of Englishmen, I think uh, Kane and Sterling are the only two that are like world class. So I, I think Sterling's a, a very good shout. Oh yeah, I think Kim and Kane are the only currently world class players, but I think there's a few more who have the potential. Oh, there's definitely some that will be getting there. Like, uh, I, if people are listening at home, they're probably screaming like the names of Sancho or someone like that. Don't get me wrong, Sancho's a phenomenal player, but he hasn't quite done what Sterling's done just yet. Yeah, it's, it's like I think Sancho, Trent, possibly Rashford. Yeah, they're Rice, all very good shouts. Rice could be world class eventually. Mm, I think that's wishful thinking. But... I mean, in terms of his position, <laughs> he could be. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, so if we've gone Kane and Sterling, Niall, do you want to be different? See, that's that's the choice I'm faced with now. It's because I've chosen either Kane or Aubameyang. I could go for Aubameyang and we'd all get different ones and probably one of us will be right unless someone like Salah continues to be great um, if Liverpool have a mad season then there might be a couple of Liverpool players that actually go higher but they already have had a mad season and they're only in 5th and 7th for Golden Boots um, with Salah and Mane respectively so I think it will be one of these three <laughs> um, but I'm gonna see if I go to K- for Kane this will be that will be really um that that will probably be quite a wise move because then I don't lose out to you if Kane does win because we've got very similar predictions. Um, also, to hope that Kane doesn't win is basically to hope that he gets injured, which I don't like doing. That's not very nice. How many didn't fit for the arrows? So, um, yeah, there's a lot of people wanting Kane to be decent 
The other reason that I could choose Kane is because Reese would just be tearing his hair out listening to this. But <laughs> no one chose a Bamier. And so there's a few there's, there's a few reasons that, that are going to persuade me, and I'm going to choose Harry Kane. <laughs> okay. And the main reason is that Reese shags about my young. <laughs> I I really wanted you to choose Obama Yang just so that um it wasn't so close, but no, that's fair. Um, I I can totally get behind you back in the best striker in the league. If he wins it, I don't get the points, but I've played it safe. Yeah, this is true. What's everyone's player idea? Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. I had one thing written down here, but I'm going to change it. I didn't just copy it. I do have that written down. I'm going to say Henderson. Which Henderson? Uh, Jordan. <laughs> obviously Dane. I, f- I think, because obviously all the, everyone was saying it was either going to be De Bruyne or Henderson. Uh, the season just gone. Yeah. And I think if Liverpool win it again, it'll wind up going to Henderson. I think that's fair. Um, I'm going with De Bruyne because I don't think they'll win it again. And I think De Bruyne's on just a different level to the rest of the league that he's just going to completely outplay everyone again. The player I actually yeah. had originally written down was uh, Trent. I thought Alexander Arnold might get it. but How old is he? I think he's 21. He might be 22. So you, uh, you might want to back him for the youth, though, instead. Well, he won it this year. Yeah. yeah. This is why I asked before we started recording, can you win it two years in a row for the young player? Exactly. My young player is Trent. I, I've literally backed the same... Like De Bruyne won player of the year this season. Trent won play, young player of the year this season. I think they'll both just do it again. I mean, I don't really rate young player of the year because it's a fucking scam. Um, but I've gone for Kai Havertz as young player of the year. Okay, that's a very good shout, actually. Because uh, I think he has the potential to have an amazing season. If if everything clicks at Chelsea, he'll be the best young best young player in the league by a country mile. That's a very good shout. No, have you got another three options? Um. No, I just have, I just have, well, I do, but I'm not as bothered about this one. So, I am differing from both of you in this one. I've gone with the same as George for the last, for the other two. Um, looking at it now, I'm just looking at the name I've got written down. I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. But also, as you say, it's, it's a bit, um, it might be a bit harder to predict because they just sort of choose whoever they want, really. If you don't want to include um, young player in the scoring, then we don't have to. We can just have a possibility I w- from minus I think 10. we should. I think, I think we should. We can change how much it's worth if you want. Yeah, it's a scam, but I, I think we should. I'm going to go for a Man United player. Is it Greenwood? I think you go Williams. It is Greenwood. Oh. I think that's also a very good shout. It depends if he's a naughty boy. Still. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It doesn't really, because by the time that happens, no one's going to give a fuck, and they don't give a like. I don't think they'll factor that into it. Uh, Behaviour outside the world of football. I uh, don't usually. Jack really's got nominated. He's twenty four and broke a lot down to crash his car. So I was actually really um, back in uh, Foden as well, but then I was just like, oh, why do all these decent players like? Why have they sort of dickheads off the pitch? <laughs> it was him, wasn't it? Young lads, they're excited. It Under normal situations, it wouldn't matter. But obviously, we're not under normal situations, which is why... Oh, no. Foden's is a bit worse. Foden's is a bit worse, but that's not really... That's not really the public's issue, is it? Yeah. You know, that's between him and his... Wife and child. Pregnant girlfriend. As is, is it wife? Yeah. And yeah. child. He's got okay. a child as well. There you go. Well, that's sort of their problem. Um, 
the fact that they broke the England restrictions, that is the issue. I guess the thing is, it's not been as big of an outcry as I thought there would be. Like, like obviously they gave their like their they their views on it. Sky Sports said a few bits, but other than that, no one really cared. Um, I think Brighton would be a good shout for Young Player of the Year. It just it just wouldn't surprise me if if City didn't do that well at the start of the season, they'd sign a sixty million pound uh, attacker midfielder. So we're all happy with our our predictions. Yeah, I'm yeah, happy with mine. Uh, I'm sorry I didn't go for very exciting uh, odds against you there. George, I think we're just quite aligned in our viewpoints of players. That's fine. Hopefully, I'm just slightly more um, accurate than you are. Although mm. history would suggest otherwise. Um, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm, I'm interested to see how it will turn out. Um, we'll post our full our full list on uh, the Instagram page. So if you're not following us, go follow us. Um, how did you come across this podcast? If you're not following. Me? Well, you can just find it. If, if they're looking for daft things, they might uh, <laughs> have just found a Spotify uh, playlist mm. podcast. Yeah, you, you you never know. So uh, yeah, make sure you're you're uh, on our Instagram page so that you can see the full list on there. Um, we're going to wrap this podcast up. We are changing the format slightly of how our podcasts. Oh, that's a weird way of saying podcasts. We are changing the format slightly of how our podcasts are working for all the extra bonus sections that we used to have so that this isn't as so that these podcasts aren't as long as our old ones. We're going to be having a second podcast called the Dafter Wednesday podcast and uh, that'll be released a few days after this one. So if you want the bonus content that you got last year, um stick around for that it'll be on the same playlist here i prefer that stuff um yeah it's i think i mean this year we're at the moment we have three sections um we're going to be predicting um the fo- some of the football games next year so we're going to be using uh, the super six for that and we'll be competing against each other to see who does the best um, we're going to do the Premier League Fantasy Draft this year rather than just a normal league. Um, it's a different style, um, but we'll still, again, be competing to see who can build the best team. And um, we're going to be keeping Daft Dilemmas as well, because um, that was a section that we really liked, but we didn't really um, use it as much as we wanted to. I think we sort of stopped recording a few weeks after we'd decided that we wanted to add it so we definitely want to keep that around it gives us a little break from uh, football which obviously you, you lot probably here for football but um just a bit of a laugh isn't it exactly that so if you want to hear that stuff see how we get on make sure you uh, you tune into that add the uh add the playlist to your your library on spotify and then it's all there and you won't you won't lose it so uh, yeah thank you uh, very much for listening I've been George. I've been joined by George. Thank you for having me. And I've also been joined by Niall. See ya. And make sure you tune in to next week's episode. I'll speak to you later. Goodbye. Clap to sync audio. That was awful.